Welcome, Bears fans, once again to an episode of Bears Scat. I'm Thomas. I'm Jim. I mean, Matt. <laughs> no, he's not Jim. Uh, he is Matt. He's uh, uh, our friend of the show, and he's filling in for Jim this week. Jim is on vacation in Cabo. Uh, he actually sent me a picture yesterday of him and Leighton Vander Esch. I don't know who that is. <laughs> <laughs> so he's a linebacker for the uh, Dallas Cowboys. Wow. Holy smokes, did he look young. That kid looked like he was like 23 years old. Oh, I thought we he were probably talking, is. I thought we were talking about Jim. No. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, anyway, so uh, we're primarily going to be uh, looking at just what's going on uh, currently. And of course, we're all getting pretty excited now about the draft because it's only a month away. So um, remember to uh, follow us on uh, Twitter, uh, Bears underscore scat. Uh, give us uh, questions to answer and we'll read them on the show. So um, so uh, what's, your, what's your take on free agency at this point? Well, so far, we're going into free agency. I was thinking that the free agency was going to be way more... Big splashes, big name players, right. big things. I think and everybody was kind of thinking that. I, 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 I took into the media hype probably a little bit too much on that. Yeah. But after like looking back at it, this is probably more the smart way to go about it by not doing the big, big names, but doing the big names like Tremaine Edmonds, who's, who is... Absolutely fantastic. You know, when you look at his stats, you look at his side to side, he is a miniature Urlacher in a lot of ways. Yeah. And uh, it's, so I, I think the way it's going is good. And then if you look at the contracts that they've signed so far, it's looking good for next year. Yeah, they're, it's they're, reasonable. Well, they're already saying that the Bears could be, have the most, the most cap money again going into next year because yeah. they were able to front load all of these contracts and that's that that's an amazing thing because we're gonna have four top 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 two round draft picks going in the yep. next year and with the most money again then maybe when we're getting into year three of rebuild then you can maybe start looking at that big splash you know player you know, that we you know didn't necessarily get not that to slight any of the guys that we've gotten so No, far. but I, I, I'm the same way. I mean, we we were all... the, the I, I like what you're saying about buying into the, the media hype, right? Because that was all driven by the Bears talking heads out there. You know, oh, we're going to get this guy, and we're going to get this guy, and we're going to get this guy. And it's like, polls is showing time and time again... I'm not going to do things that you guys think I'm going to do just because you guys think that I should do them. Right. I'm following my own trail, and you you might not see how the path is going, but it it it's going somewhere. Believe me. Right. Right. So I I feel like I was thinking about this the other day. So last year we go we used the top two picks on. DBs, right? And not everybody was super happy about I that. wasn't super happy about that. <laughs> so, so, but, you know, the year before, our secondary was like 35th in the league out of 32 teams. 
So it was it was as bad as college teams, right? So right. it it shored that up, and now people are like, okay, well, you know, so I didn't really think off the ball linebacker was going to be like a big like uh, th- that was going to be our big grab, right? right? But what we did is what you were just saying. We got two really good players. We filled a hole that needed filled, and now while we, you know, while the the front line is still a total disaster, the back end is looking pretty good. Right, and it's not for this year. This is again, Paul said from the very beginning, this is going to be a three to four year build. This isn't going to happen overnight. Now, my own opinions. I really think they should be focusing a lot harder on offense and a lot less on defense. Because, again, if you look through like the history of the last like few years of teams that came up, those teams built through the offense, built through offense, right. built through offense, and then they added those big splashy name defensive players at the end. You know, they didn't worry about defenses. Even Detroit right now. Is doing that. Detroit is loading up on offense throughout the past couple of years. Yeah, and now this year they have added cornerbacks. They have added. They've added a lot of talent at the end. And now all of a sudden, in their build, Detroit's going to be a handful for this sure. division. All of a sudden, and you look at the Rams. The Rams did it that way. Buffalo did it that way. Kansas City did it that way. Yeah. Philadelphia has done it that way. All these teams have really focused in on their offenses. And, like, that's my only thing. And I, I know I have to temper my expectations on it because it's we didn't have any picks last year. We didn't have any right. money to spend. We couldn't fix anything. Then, anything. And then even where we were picking in the second round, was there the offensive talent that was even there to be had? More than no. likely not. It was all shot in the dark. I still don't like the Bayless Val- Val- Jones. <laughs> I call him Bayless Jones. So, like, like, but I, I still don't like that pick. I think it was a reach. I think that there was better, better positional people there that would maybe have a longer impact than a special teams guy who were trying to teach to catch the ball or run a route or do anything a wide receiver does. Right, <laughs> right. Well, so it, the other day, um, I, I was thinking to myself, uh, so Primus, uh, their best of record is called They Can't All Be Zingers. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, so, anyway, I was thinking, you know, I mean, Poles is going to make mistakes. He, he's, a, he's a human, and that's just bound to happen. But I do know one thing, just the way he conducts himself is completely different than the last guy. Oh, he com- he does it completely different than any GM you you <laughs> right. see out there right, right now. And it was interesting because I did hear, I did hear on I listened to obviously Vikings radio every now and again, and the Vikings were really going hard for Poles, and the reason they didn't pull the trigger on him is because Poles came in immediately and said, "I want to I want to rebuild." I want to start completely over. I want to strip this team to nothing yeah. and start over. And the and the Vikings ownership basically said no, and that was pretty much the 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 hammer down on that. They were yeah. like, no, we're not doing that. Which Cause was, they, because they're under the impression they're pretty well, especially last year in twenty twenty two, they really felt like they were on the edge, right? right, going to the Super Bowl, 
and we found out that eh, no, that was <laughs> that wasn't quite the case. Right, right. Okay, so uh, uh, so the other day, um, Biggs posted his list of uh, pos- of, of the position groups, right? As because uh, he got a question in the mailbag, you know, how do you how do how does everyone out there see what the most important positions are? And so I was looking at that and I was thinking, you know, that was a that's a that's a pretty good question. Um, you know, going forward, what do we see as the as the top as the top needs? And um, Biggs here Biggs first pick, his first two picks he kind of explained it as 1A and 1B, right? Mm-hmm. Is, of course, the defensive front, right? right. So, you know, you got you to get the three technique and you got to have an edge guy. So, which one would you, which one would you opt for if they're, if they're there? Offensive lineman. <laughs> <laughs> like, I'm not worried about the defensive line right now. I'm worried. We got JF1. Who is the most exciting guy in the NFL for right now? You know, yeah. out of all the quarterbacks, yeah, you gotta keep him safe. You bought That's... the house, you gotta insure it. <laughs> like, and we did not insure it. I know everybody loves our makeshift offensive line, but they were still the thirty-second offensive yeah. line. Yeah, Jones. Everybody loves Jones. not in running though. Not in rushing. Not... They were. They were. Yeah. I think they were top ten. But that's just because Maybe the teams 10. knew that they could. Let them run. They weren't going to outscore them with running the ball. Because they're, they're just like, fine, we're going to take away your pass. You run all day long, and you score your your 17 points running, and we're still going to outscore you because your defense is the worst ever. It was the 1940 Bears. <laughs> yeah. So, I don't know. I just, I, I suppose, like, defensive end probably is the biggest. Defensive end is probably the hardest position. I mean, obviously, yeah. the they get paid the most, yeah. so they're the ones that you need. There's a reason they get paid the most, right? So hitting on hitting on a defensive end is huge. You know, it's so I would probably say in that I would go defensive end. I think defensive tackles. I think you can make shift defensive tackles off free agency. I mean, we've done it through the years. Yeah, I mean with Hicks and and you know. Ted Washington, Keith Trailer, right. those were both I think that you can get some big hogs in the middle there and yeah. not have to worry about, for now, I mean, again, three to four year rebuild. How about Henry Melton? Oh, yeah, <laughs> Big cat, big cat Williams. <laughs> so, he was offensive tackle, not defensive Oh, that's right. That's he right. was defensive tackle, and then they turned him into that's offensive right. That's tackle. right, that's right. I just read a huge, they just had posted a big article about him the other day on one of the, the, Bears cesspool Facebook sites <laughs> I watch at to just argue with people all day long. So, so, uh, so definitely de- de- defensive end and three technique still have to be addressed. Um, I do think that the offensive line is a little better than people think it is. Um, I think we do have some pieces there. Obviously, it's not complete. Uh, you know, uh, the buzzword right now. So Biggs number three was right tackle. Okay. So to me, it's just tackle, you know, you, you got to bring in one of the offensive tackles. Um, and yeah, you know, everybody's looking at that right now because Skaronsky, uh, from Northwestern is going to be, probably be there at number nine. 
Uh, Paris Johnson from Ohio State is probably going to be there. And uh, Broderick, uh, whatever his name is, from Georgia. Wilson? No. Jones, Wilson, Thomas. I don't know what his last. But anyway, he's a big tackle from Georgia, and he's going to probably be there too. Um, any of those guys that you like in particular? Or? Well, the thing that Skronsky's probably the most polished. Yeah, they and, say he's a real technician. And, like, he has short arms. But yeah. they said that his leg work is is like ten year veteran in the NFL. That he get that he his angles are absolutely amazing. The only thing that worries about me about him is he gets lost in where they're going to put him because they're just like he can maybe play right guard, he can maybe play guard, he can he, right or he could he could put him in a left tackle and it's like put him okay, at right tackle. Okay, so that's great, but we've had those guys before yeah. that that didn't necessarily work out when they have like a big cluster F of you know spots right. they can be at. That's kind of where I like Paris Johnson more. Cause, uh, yes, he's only had a year of being a left tackle. The dude gave up one quarterback sack. Yeah, in in, in his first year doing it. Andy Andy's prototype size. And he's yeah, he's a monster. And so I would. Did you see the video of him uh, at that did, pro day? I did not. Oh my god, that guy can move fast. Right. Oh yeah, because he, he ran like a ridiculous forty too. <laughs> he's so like. He's like super fast for being a huge dude. So if there is a guy that pulls and those guys think that they can mold into the guy that they want, he's only had a year of being molded, so he'd probably be the easiest to, to become what they want. I was reading something a little bit earlier today, and it, from the pro day and from the comments that are being made, it's really looking like the Bears really like him. I think they've. I think they've also... Had multiple interviews with him Johnson. already. Paris Johnson. Yeah, Paris Johnson. Yeah. So, I don't know. So, it's kind of looking like if they stay there. But I also wouldn't be opposed to the Bears seeing if they could trade back and get an early second round. Yep. Or another pick next year. Because, again, three to four year rebuild. Everybody's super excited about having DJ Moore. But one wide receiver isn't going to put you in the playoffs. Right. And we watched that with Jay Cutler and Brandon Marshall. Yeah. It takes more than just one exciting wide receiver. You know, Cutler didn't have an offensive line either. And yep. he got his ass murdered yep. for, I don't know, seven years? Yeah. <laughs> and it's true. His frown wasn't from, from not liking football. <laughs> his frown was from pulling the football out of his ass 14 times a game. <laughs> Well, he was kind of a giant <laughs> yeah. ass too, but um, but he could play football. So right, right. and yeah, he really did get clobbered uh, a lot, and he was a mobile quarterback. Be- right. You know, people people forget how mobile he was. Yeah. But uh, no, agreed. Uh, the the offensive line uh, definitely has to have a player this year uh, put in there. Somebody that is a blue chipper, somebody that is expected to be a true talent, not a fill-in. You know, I I know you've heard me talk about Braxton Jones on the show. I am a huge fan of him. I'm just a huge fan of him because I admire the way the kid has worked. And I also admired that last year, he, 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 they made his, they, they gave him a shot at a position and he never let it go. Like right from the beginning, you know, and, and that's admirable. 
Now, was he the best? Well, I mean, he played okay. Well, he did for... what he had to do for the position that he was in. Right. Again, I I will go back to say he is beloved because of his his draft his draft status status or yeah. his draft position. That's why he's beloved. If he would have been drafted in the second round or third round, he would be being run out of Chicago. <laughs> and that's just that's a fact. Now, well, if Cam- he was a first round pick, especially. Oh yeah, because he wasn't great, but he did okay. But he didn't do it. He didn't do Justin Fields any favors, right? You know, because he still had what was it? I think he had, I think he had twelve combined penalties. I think he had seven. I think it was or seven holding. I think it was yeah. seven holding and. And four false starts or something like that. I don't remember. It was it was something. It, it, was, it was along those lines. But yeah, it's he. Uh, it was it was a lot. But but yeah, and, and then the second half of the season, he got a lot better. A lot of that was in the first the first half of the right. season. I went and actually, I was in an argument with somebody about him, so I had to go and look up the stats. Then I got shut up a little bit on it, knowing that his second half of the season was a lot better. But. His second half stats were better because in the second half of the season they started rolling the pocket away from him. Oh, and so so he didn't have as many pressures to the quarterback as right. he did in the first half of the season. So and they, they gave him they gave so him. they masked they masked it a little bit to help him. Yeah, to to help him out and maybe that's something that you do to to align him to give him confidence. You know, to to get him in there because again, if you move white hair to center. Which is that's what they, it seems like that's what they're going to do, right. which would be fine. And then the guy they drafted last year, they're already talking about him being a backup. I don't, I don't remember Adams or not Adams. No, what was his name? We drafted some guy. Uh, we did. We for, drafted at, at center. Oh, oh yeah, that Adams. got hurt. Yeah, yeah. So they're talking about him or being a backup at this point. Yeah. So, um, so that no, sounds uh, fast. Kramer. 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 Yeah. Kramer. From Illinois. Right. Yeah. And I, I hope he gets a real shot, though. Um, he started four years at at Illinois at center. I honestly don't know anything about him. I completely well, forgot about him. The, what I read about him is that the only reason he wasn't a higher pick than he was is because he's a little small. Oh, that's right. Uh, but, you know, of course, unfortunately, we didn't get to see any of him because he got hurt in training camp. Um, and you know, maybe he is a guy that ends up being a, a, an injury guy. Right. But uh, I mean, you know, it's, it's one year, he's a young guy. You can bounce back. You're not going to hit on all your draft picks anyway. Exactly. Exactly. So, but uh, when you look at it, what I want to see is, you know, people were keen on the fact that we, we went and got Nate Davis, which I think is a great acquisition at guard, but he's only played right guard in the NFL. Uh, that's it. Okay. So, you know, people are like, well, wait a second. Uh, if you just draft, if you just went and got a free agent that's a right guard, what does that say about Tevin Jenkins? Because Jenkins was really starting to show, right? I mean, he, right. but at the same time, can that guy stay on the field? Well, he's got one more year left. And I mean, I, that's the thing is, I don't know whether he can, he can actually stay out there. Right. I mean, he hasn't showed it. Yeah. So he's good. He's actually good when he plays. Yeah. He he was he was really sprouting as a, a right guard, looking like that was a good position for him. And now they're kind of you know, of course, there's buzz that well, what they'll do is they'll put uh, Davis at uh, 
at right guard and then move him out to right tackle. But he's looked terrible when he's played at right tackle. So maybe they move uh, him. They keep him at right uh, right guard and then they move Davis over to left guard and then they shift Whitehair into center. So, uh, of course, that, that brings up, what about Lucas Patrick? <laughs> Didn't we go get yeah. that guy to play center? But, so, you know, obviously, and, you know, this is the issue that happened last year. It was part of it was nobody played in the same spot. No. You know, except for Braxton Jones. Right. He was the only one. Everybody else was constantly shifting around. We even had that thing for a while where they were rotating linemen in during the game. So, you know, that was... That that certainly is not ideal. What, what, any team, it'll always show that the best you always do is when you have the same starting five for all 16. And that tells me, I think the offensive line is going to be pretty rough again this year. I Probably. don't think there's going to be any immediate fixes. And I just, there, there just isn't, like, there were guys in, in free agency they didn't want to spend the money on. They did. I did read an article where they said that they offered McGlinchey... Or however you say his name, they offered yeah. him eighteen million a year. Yeah, so they offered him money, and a lot of people were even questioning how good that guy even really is because I think he gave up. He gave up like twelve sacks or something last year. Not no, last year he had an amazing. Oh, he had, an, it was a, he had a really really good year. Of course, it was his contract year, right? But yeah, so I I don't know. I, they they tried, and I they, I did read something. The contract he got was huge, right? So, you know, I mean, both of the, both the right tackles, uh, Jawan Taylor the, being the other, uh, they both got deals that were way above what uh, was expected to happen. Um, yeah, polls went right after McGlinchley, uh, and, you know, he just got a better deal someplace else. Poles is, is, that's another trait that I'm digging on him, is that he's like, okay, that's fine. Uh, pass you know he he isn't the last guy had the locked in and it was like no matter what i have to do i'm getting that guy right well you know don't give up any picks no i'm gonna give up picks well don't give up any high picks no i'm gonna give up a lot of these gms i mean obviously in denver they're looking at getting fired faster (laughs) than they are so so they need to spend that money to fix their team immediately Right. Pulse, Pulse has three to four, five years at this. He, he has nothing to worry about. Eberflus has nothing to worry about. It is it is what it is at this point well, with them. So they still so, got to produce. They got to produce, but they have a plan. Yeah. And their plan is, is coming to fruition before our eyes, slowly or fastly. I don't know how yeah. you want to look at it. it. Sometimes it feels like, uh, I feel like we're dragging our feet. But then they go out and they just absolutely crush the deal with Carolina. Yeah. Which other in the other teams' offers that were out there, like the Raiders. The Raiders, they went back to the Raiders, and the Raiders just didn't have the wide receiver to give yeah. them back. And they offered, and they, Raiders actually had another first-round pick there for them. <laughs> but, I mean. For, for 2025. Right. They had another first-round pick yeah. there, and he said no for the wide receivers it, it, it because came down, premium wide receivers are so hard to find. It came down to it came down to Carolina and Indy. 
And, well, I mean, I think we all would have liked... Uh, but they were... But Indy wasn't willing to give up any of their wide receivers. Right. They were willing to give up... I don't remember what defensive player it was, but it was not any of the defensive players. It wasn't DeForest Buckner. It, it, it was nobody that we wanted. It, it, well, it, it the conversation was over because they wouldn't give up uh, Pittman. Right. Yeah, they wanted. Uh, they did want Pittman. Um, and uh, and you know that's the thing is he he went out. When you look at this just in a bubble, it's like not only did he do well in obtaining picks. But he also traded for a true number one in a market that had no number ones. Right. So um, and next year, there's not going to be any number ones either. Really. I mean, it's like when you look at it like that, you're like, and it's a number one who's already signed to a deal, so you don't have to re-sign him. And right. he's 25. And his money is being paid this year because his contract drops the next two years, like in half. I mean, I mean, so it's, it's it, 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 how well that worked is is pretty unbelievable. And DJ Moore had no idea that he was that he had no idea that he no. was even on the table. He was absolutely surprised by it. <laughs> That's <laughs> to wake up on that horseshit team and then wake up on <laughs> this way better horseshit team. <laughs> we we have a much better quarterback, right? Much better. Well, quarterback. he's the first time in his career he's had a quarterback. Yeah, seriously. I mean, that's not a joke at all. I mean, the, the list, when you look at the list, the guys that yeah. he's been catching balls from, yeah. it's awful. I know, and his best one was PJ, and now he's our backup. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, but yeah, I mean, also, uh, kudos, you know, for, he, he went and got uh, f- four or five starters in like three days. Right. And that's just like what? That's crazy. Now we still have 22 more players. To, to <laughs> fill, but. So, okay. And so, $45 million that they have to spend to get to the floor. Yeah. And you know, the, um, it, but it's like you said, um, and this was actually said, uh, during the season after he made all those cuts, um, after the, the team, uh, let him go and make a hole that was $89 million. Uh, that, you know, I'm not just making money for 2023. I'm making money for 2023 and 2024 and 2025 because so, he wants to build something sustainable. And that's why when he does things like suddenly go and get two off-the-ball linebackers, well, I was kind of confused too. But I, I, then I looked at it and I was like, wait, this is two really quality guys at the right age. And the same price as the one they lost. <laughs> right. So, um, who got the better deal, you know? Right. Uh, you know, uh, Edmonds, um, uh, oh, by the way, uh, Edmonds is six foot five. Right. Uh, you know, Roquan Smith, six foot one. So, yeah. there is a difference there. Who's better in coverage? coverage? Yeah. So, you know, that's what I was saying about when you look at the when you look at the back end, right? He improved safety. Uh just like it was predicted, you brought in a true strong safety to to play near the line to make tackles and Eddie Jackson got to roam free. Right. 
And what does he do? He goes and has four interceptions. (laughs) You know what I mean? So, you know, that's the thing. Eddie Jackson has proven that he needs other people to make him good. (laughs) (laughs) And and, and you know what? That's okay. I mean, because, you know, he really really played well. No, he did. No, he did. It just sucked that he got hurt. Um, But, uh, you know, I mean, uh, also now... Uh, looking at our cornerbacks, it's not like hopeless. I mean, we've got two players there. Obviously, they need another one. So that brings me back to uh, Big's list here. So edge, uh, edge and three technique, uh, right tackle or tackle, uh, and then corner. So, you know, we need at least one. Yeah, I don't know where we're going to get a corner. <laughs> actually, draft, actually the defensive back is pretty strong uh it's one of the stronger positions in this draft now we're not talking there there are some like pretty uh high level guys right but they're gonna go really quickly um and you know that's probably not what we're looking to use uh to to draft at number nine right but and and by the time we draft again uh they'll you know most of that really high level crop is going to be gone well i'm really hoping that we can find a partner and trade back no further than like 14th or 15th right i've seen lots of of the experts saying us trading back to 12 to 15 to 18 i'm hoping they can find something that trade back a few spots still get somebody to fix the o-line and then get that other second pick an early round second pick right like two second picks I mean, then you have a first and then two second picks. You can fix a lot in the bit of the, the with the second two pe- two second round picks. You can fix yeah. you can fix a lot. There are good day player good players on day two. Yeah, early day two. Yeah. So and you know that's the thing is um, right now uh, you know that's a, a bit of a hard spot because um, you know we uh, we made the acquisition for Claypool. Uh, we gave away our. Uh, second round pick because they wouldn't uh, take the Ravens' second round pick. I named him Cesspool for love. <laughs> <laughs> I happen to still think that he can be a significant factor. Well, Pools was asked a question on a radio show, and a guy asked him directly, "How do you feel about Claypool basically doing nothing for you guys?" Yeah, and Pools laughed at him, <laughs> and Pools he said he's like. He didn't have any offseason. He didn't have any of the playbook. He didn't have anything prepared for him. He, did, he had nothing. He had no chemistry with Justin Fields. Nothing. Right. And then you ask him to come in the middle of a season. And then as soon as he did come in, Justin Fields was hurt right away. Like, through those games or whatever. Yeah. And then... Except for that first game. That first game was... Wasn't that the... I think the first game was the Dolphins game. And we were all talking about the fact that, you know... We noticed just that other players right. were more open. We're more open. Yeah, yeah. We, we did talk about that because Mooney actually was way more open yeah. finally because Mooney can't take number one coverage and Mooney can't do anything with when all of the focus is on him. At least not at this point. Maybe someday. My I'm doubting it. Well, at he's. This point. We've all said he's not a one. He's not a one. Right. You know, um, he is a good player. We all like him, and I certainly hope he gets extended this year. And he, I think he needs to stay with the team. He has a really good relationship with, with JF. But the thing is, is that he, he he's never been a one, and we've known that. And 
Now we don't have to worry about that anymore because now we actually do have a one. So this makes, this is an interesting thing is that we certainly can look at our receiver group and say it's not the worst anymore. It's not the worst. Um, we still need, we, it has a lot of question marks. Yeah, so. it, it does. Because, it has a lot of question marks. We don't want Justin Fields hyper-focusing on, on more because that is going to be counterproductive to how an offense works. Right. Because we watched that with Jay Cutler and Brandon Marshall. You, you can't, an offense does not work that way. It, it, agreed, agreed. And, you know, but, but the thing is, is that this is where Getze comes in and we get to see how he manages that, you know. Because, I mean, there's a lot of people that are like, okay, you put uh, Claypool on one end and you put, uh, you'll put more on the other end and then you got, uh, you know, Mooney as your slot guy. And it's like, no, it doesn't work that way. I mean, it, you're, you're going to move people around. Now, right. does Mo- should Mooney be in the slot and be making a lot of those uh, over the, you know, that those short um, catches? Sure, I'd love to see that. Definitely, Fields needs a guy that he can always feel like, I'm going to throw him the ball and he's going to catch well, the ball. Well, you need the guy out there that's going to get your first downs. Yeah. You need that D-hop, that guy, you know exactly. that's your guy, because that guy is going to run the best route, and that guy is going to get to his spot on time, not get blown up on the line like Mooney does. Right. Like, he's going to get to his spot every single time, because... Honestly, and that's where more that's where more comes in because a quarterback is throwing to spots. They're not throwing to players. Right. I mean, guys like Aaron Rodgers, yeah, they can throw guys open. Yeah. But generally speaking, those some of those old vets can throw guys open. These new guys are throwing to spots. Yeah, and, uh, and it, it's that's the, the way most of them. Yeah, the, the days of Tom Brady and Aaron Rodgers and yeah. those old school quarterbacks throwing guys open, you're not going to see that as much because. I mean, it's like anything. These these quarterbacks are going off analytics and going off tendencies and going off computer generated stats. You know, <laughs> it, it's like you need to throw it to this spot. And that's what they're that's what they're practicing. Yeah, you know, and and you know, and and that's the thing is is that um, it is it's going to change that way. Well, not to mention just the fact that the quarterback is changing, right? You know, I, I like to call Justin Fields next gen, right? Well, the reason I like to call him that is because he is part of that next generation. So is Jalen Hurts. So is uh, 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 Josh, uh, Josh, Allen. Josh Allen from, from Buffalo, right? They're, they're, they're not just the pocket guy anymore. They have, that, they have that escapability. They have that they can pull, draw the play out, wait until uh, one of their guys does get open, right? That that's where that escapability that that drawing out of the plate is what twelve right. in Green Bay was really good at, and right. I don't know how many times it killed us. Right. But but you know having that ability is huge. Uh, the the days of just going in the pocket, I think those are the days that are numbered. Oh no, it, it is. Those are just completely numbered. It, the the whole offense is strategy is just changing before our very eyes and we're also not going to see justin fields run for 1200 yards next year right people should should get ready to him have probably 700 yeah 800 yards because that's what hurts had it's what hurts even Mahomes. you look at Mahomes first year yeah he he was rushing for like 60 some yards a game yeah in his first year and then the next year it's like 40 some yards a game yeah 
I mean, the, the whole goal is not to, to run your quarterback just because he can. You know, you want the threat to be there because, obviously, Fields has shown that he can, and, he can and take Mahomes, it any time. Mahomes used that threat to his advantage still, in the fourth quarter. And he still does it. He yeah. still does it. Even look at the Super Bowl. What did he do? He ran for, what, 30, 40 yards? Like, <laughs> whatever it was. But, again. In he, that fourth quarter, he, he was lighting them up with that. Right. And it's, that's, it, that, web, that trait is, like, unteachable. And it, it's, it's the new, you know, African-American quarterbacks coming in, you know, yep. the, the, with all the athleticism. And I don't, it just, it, it's funny to me how they keep calling Justin Fields a running back. But I always tell them, yeah. my running back can throw for 3,000 yards and have 20 <laughs> touchdowns. How many other running backs in the league can say that same right. thing? Not many. Or uh, not not to mention, <laughs> uh, our running back is six foot three and 225 pounds. Uh, right, right. So it's, uh, you, know, you, I, I, you know, just watching some video of, of Fields from last year, Man, is he fast! He's ridiculously well. When you it, have t- it's just it's crazy because when he splits, when he splits the secondary, it's like it's like another gear turns he on. He has Hester's second level speed. He does. He is, and uh, you know he's fast when Tyreek Hill says, "Damn, <laughs> he's fast!" <laughs> like because Tyreek Hill was so impressed with him after that <laughs> Miami game. He was absolutely floored on how <laughs> athletic he was. And that's, these players know. You know, these, these Jim Bobs out in the middle of Illinois and Indiana don't like their quarterback running. You know, but, <laughs> but these players, man, they are glowing for right. Justin Fields. They want to play with them. They want to be on the team. They, how, like, I mean, Jim and I have talked about that too. How, is it, how awesome is it that we have a quarterback Players want to come play with, right? On defense and offense. Like, <laughs> I mean, really? That when was the last time that happened? I don't know. Right, right. <laughs> I mean, it was a long time hated ago. Cut, everybody hated Cutler, so no one wanted to come play with Cutler except Brandon Marshall. Except Brandon but Brandon Marshall. Marshall was like one step away from a psych ward. So that, that shows you what kind of players that we were getting to come to play with Cutler. Hey, mental health is important. <laughs> okay, so. Uh, so uh, corner, we we do we know that that's got to be part of the draft, right? Um, and as you mentioned, uh, there is that gap, right? We 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 have the pick at nine, and then we drop all the way down to the very bottom of the second. We've got two picks, and then we we have the first pick in the third. So wait, do we have two picks in the second round? Yeah, uh, we have. Uh, oh, that's right, but they are way later. They're they're way down at the bottom, and then we have the other pick with which is the first pick of the third round. So, um, but what do we do? You know, obviously we know, we know Paul's behavior enough at this point to realize that he's not going to be satisfied. I think it's 54 picks are going by in that, in that period. No, it's, it's too, it's too big of a drop. It's too big. But I do know in the second round, second round are still day one starters. Yeah. You know, oh, yeah. If absolutely. You, if you had three second round picks, you could get a solid cornerback. You know, to to pair up with with Jalen Johnson. You know, you you could get you can find you can find some really good players in the second round, like very good players. You get three picks, and yeah, I mean, absolutely. It's just that that gap 
there's no way that I, I don't believe there's any way that he lets uh, lets us go from nine all the way down there. I just don't see it. I, I see him packaging, uh, you know, like you said, either moving back just a few picks, you know, maybe like you said, uh, to twelve or, um, uh, you know, and that that will interesting thing that could still happen is how the quarterbacks end up going. Because, I mean, I think it's the general consensus now that uh, it'll, you know, Bryce Young and C.J. Stroud are going to be one and two. Um, and it looks like it looks like Levis is probably going to be right up there as well. Um, some people are saying, because uh, Arizona is at three, um, some people are saying that Arizona is going to take Will Anderson at defensive end. But some others are saying Arizona is going to trade down. Well, that's because they're already in talks of getting just as good of an offer as the Bears are at this point. Right, right. You know, so it would be, that team has holes too. And it would make more sense for them to trade down. They wouldn't even have to trade down very far, per se. I mean, they could trade down with the Raiders, you know, right. to, to eight and still probably get get their get guy. Extra, yeah, get their guy and get, you know, well, extra there's, picks. There's talk of Carolina dropping back. Yeah, you know as well because I mean the word on the street is they really, 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 really like Richardson. Yeah, and, and so I mean maybe it's all smoke and mirrors. I mean they should probably take Richardson's going to go high. Though. They should probably take Stroud, but I mean if they want to take a, a a project quarterback and give us the number one pick next year, I'll be okay with that. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that's right. That's right. Yeah. So uh, we Just go. Imagine that we get the first pick. And then we trade it back again for three more first round picks. So we go we go from nine to fifty three. Right. So you know that's a forty four spot gap right there. Which is so um, then we're at fifty three, sixty one, sixty four. So we got this cluster right there. So if we could get three seconds, that's when you pair. That's when you trade one of your seconds and pair it up. I don't, you know, I don't know how he's gonna. That's the thing is, is that he's shown. Polls has shown he's got. He's pretty nimble when it comes to uh, working with this kind of stuff, and so I I just, I I, would you agree that we're not going to have that gap? There's going to he's going to he's either going to trade up or trade down. I think they're going to trade out of the out of the ninth spot. I I don't think I think. I want them to take offensive player, uh, offensive lineman. I, I think they need. I know there's three offensive linemen there. Yeah. If they can trade back, gain a second, and get any of the, those three linemen, there's Skronsky has been talked about dropping on the board already. So who knows? Because if, of if, arm length. Oh, uh, because of arm length and size. So I don't know. I think that se- adding a second, they could probably add a couple picks actually if they're dropping out of that. Yeah. I th- I think that that this. Stage of the game is more important, but I still think that their first pick, no matter where they pick, needs to be offensive line. It needs they they need to be they need to be protecting. Yeah, it could be something like uh, you know the uh, they work with one of the second round picks and pick nine. Uh, you know they they trade somebody. Okay, we'll move back a little bit in the first round, but we get your higher level second round pick. Right. So we move back up towards the top of the second round and then we're able to still bounce back at the end of the second round with two picks there. Right. Even last year I think somebody 
somebody went from like 13th to 9th or whatever, and they ended up with like two-thirds and a second or something. In yeah. That. So, there's picks to be had. Right. But, but there's um, no quarterback there, and those those picks are going to be more valuable when there's something right. like that there rather than... Nine is a gray area of players that have some <laughs> question marks. It's but it's, it's but you know they're the great players, time, but they the, still have question marks. It's it is still a top ten pick though, and there is blue chip guys to have there. Now Skaronski is kind of interesting because uh, you know I've read the same things as you, and I, I saw that you know the whole group went to Northwestern for yeah. the for that pro day because. Um, uh, uh, there's not just Skronsky, there's that, uh, uh, I, I don't know, the guy's name is really long. Um, he's a defensive end uh, that they're looking at. And then um, uh, Chris, our buddy, Chris uh, brought up, I was telling you about this, Evan Hull at running back. Now, Hull, um, I noticed when I was looking at his numbers, I was not very impressed, but Chris told me he runs violently. And he caught like 80-some balls in the last two years of college, which is insane, right? right. As a senior, uh, he caught 55 balls. I mean, and it's pretty, I think it's pretty well known that Poles wants a, a running back that can really catch the ball out of the backfield. Right. And right now, we don't really have that guy. So I was all about Robinson. Except Ebner. Yeah, Evner. I was all about Robinson. I was all about the running back. Like, if the running back there, he'd take the running back. Yeah. But. He doesn't catch the ball. He doesn't catch the ball. So, but the thing with running back is, you got running backs on a five-year window. That, that's it. People say that the, right. the, the running back position has been devalued. The running back position has not been devalued. The running back position ha- is is short. Now. Yeah, the window's really short. The window short. is a five-year window at the most. Yeah. At, at the most. These teams aren't willing to re-sign. That's well, not new. That's the way it's always been. So, but it's, it seems like it's more hyper-focused now. It's even more. So, going back, again, I, I brought up this the other day, like, I went and looked at the running backs for all the teams in the playoffs this year. They all had running backs except for the Chiefs in the top two rounds. First and second round. Yeah. All, all, Oh, so number one, that tells me. So taking an early running back isn't necessarily going to hamper your team from getting... Because some people will say, like, well, the best running backs in the field didn't even make the playoffs this year. Well, that's that's fine. There's going to be those things all the time. But for me, it's like... I went and looked at from the third round to the seventh round in the last two years. There was 40 running backs, take, 40 running backs taken. Only seven over the last two years. Got over 700 yards. Now I might, <laughs> I might be off by one or two guys. Maybe I missed somebody. But, but that, in general, but in general, so people are like, "Well, we lost money. We can replace them. They're a dime a dozen." Well, yeah, replacing a guy who got 700 yards, <laughs> like, you you can replace them in the middle of rounds for a dime a dozen. But is yeah. that what you want? So and I think, we we already replaced him. So Dante Freeman is a, right. is is a, is a perfect replacement. Right, right, and so. I'm so in my mind, you're in a rebuild. Don't worry about running back this year because you're going to use up a running back year 
Because most of these running backs, the early one, they start game one, and they have an impact. You look at look at some of the, some of the, the great rookie running backs last year. Now, some of them were drafted in the fourth round, so they are part of my seven. Right. You know, like Damian Pierce was like a fourth-round pick. And so they get their their ground they get on the ground running right away. Right. But you don't want to you don't want to waste a year because the Bears aren't going to re-sign Herbert. No. 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 Well, probably. Well, it's like maybe maybe but, but not. They're, but they're not. They're not going to pay him big money. So it's so so wait until next year. Next year you're going to have two first, you're going to have two second. Now, do you get a guy like Brees Hall that comes up in the second like the Jets had this way? Yeah. That's when you take take the guy because we're already going to be settled into our window of, of our three to four year rebuild. Right. And we're already going to have our, hopefully, our offensive line fixed. We're going to hopefully get our big defensive players in the first you know, in the first beginning of the draft, you know, yeah. or we're going to have more money in free agency. We're going to have even more of our team built. Well, like you said, we're going to have two first-round picks. Right. I just, I don't trust... And one of them is going to be Carolina's. Yeah, and one of them, <laughs> one of them... I mean, literally, I was thinking about and that. And one of them is going to be Harrison Jr. Yeah, right. <laughs> I mean, Carolina's pick could end up being one. I mean, it could be top three easily. Yeah, Marvin, give us Marvin Harrison. No, I would, no, that's, again, everybody remember the Cincinnati, take the left tackle, you have to take the left tackle, you have a high tackle, they were like, nope, we're taking, <laughs> we're taking Jamar Chase. Chase. And all that that only didn't, like, completely work out for him. <laughs> now, four years later, they got a left tackle, but, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, but uh, everyone wants to. You know, though, they do um, have problems, I mean, so, that's kind of an interesting one that you bring up, because, um, you know, Cincinnati arguably has the best group of receivers in the NFL. They they might, right? But um and Chase is as dynamic as he comes. He's in the top 5 in the NFL. Oh, right. Probably top 3. Right, top 3. Right? Him and Justin so, Jefferson. But um but the thing is is that Burroughs is still one of the most sacked quarterbacks in the oh. NFL. Oh, definitely. And they now they made uh, you know some acquisitions to to try and uh, to try and null that a little bit, but uh, you know, I, I think Brown, that's, Brown's a good pickup for them. Yeah, and it, you know, we'll see. We'll see how that works out, right? People, uh, people forget, and they're probably in this draft. They'll probably go for one of those, uh, one of those guys. But they're at the bottom of the draft. But people forgot that Orlando Brown had a knee injury, a bad knee injury. He was recovering the first half of the year. You look at his first half of the year stats compared to his second half of the year stats. He was absolutely the most dominant left tackle in the league the second half of the year and yeah. in the playoffs. He didn't give up one sack, one pressure, like the whole entire playoffs. He was absolutely lights out, but he was all obviously all of a sudden healthy, you know, for the first time all season. Yeah. So I think that that acquisition... His, his, his previous year was pretty good, too. Right. I mean, but of course now he also, um, you know, they they were not going to put a, a, a franchise tag on him again because no. he would have just cost too much. No, it didn't make any sense. And they got... Even now, though, now, you know what? That's interesting, too, because... They rolled the dice and went and got Juwan Taylor, right? He's never really played left tackle. <laughs> <laughs> right. And they're, so they're going to take a right tackle and make him a left tackle. Well, they got a cheat code. It's like, it, it, back to the running back thing, it was, it was funny. I went through like the last like 10 years of Super Bowl winning running backs. Almost all the, the winning team's running backs undrafted. Like over oh, half. It was like almost half. Really? Yeah, half were undrafted running backs. Well, but that was but that was so Patriots, Kansas, 
it was Patriots and Kansas oh. City. So yeah. I mean, yeah. So so yeah, you look at Kansas City because now Clyde Edwards Hilaire was actually I think he was a second round pick. No, he was the no, he was like a sixth or seventh round pick. No, Pacheco was. Oh, a, Pacheco, Pacheco. Pacheco right. was a sixth round pick. But that's the thing is that this was supposed to be Edwards Hilaire like big coming out right. here, and instead. The sixth round guy outperformed him, right. and he was the one that right. really played well in the playoffs. Pacheco. Uh, so, but now on the other side, was Hilaire, was Hilaire hurt for the Super Bowl? No, he because when I looked maybe up, he was for the because Super Bowl. when I looked up the stats for the Super Bowl, like he wasn't on there, so I wonder if he was hurt. He he really, I mean, he really got outplayed, and so I know I think he was a healthy scratch maybe for some of the regular season games. But anyway, um, I, but what you're saying is is predominantly true, right? I mean, it, it's the, your most of your top running backs on your top teams. It is a spot where you got to have some real talent. It's just like you said, it doesn't last very long, and so you, you got to be mobile when it comes to that. You, you gotta can't be just, ready for it. Yeah, you can't just like stick with your guy forever. Right. Right. I mean. Minnesota is a perfect example, right? Everybody could never stop talking about Dalvin <laughs> Cook. Well, this offseason, they were like, yeah, he's for sale if anybody wants to trade but for he, him. But he's a perfect example of missing their window. Right. Because they were trying to build on the fly there, and, and they basically, I mean, his early on injury, he was never, ever the same after his early on injury. But they were... It felt like they were just trying to turn him into Adrian Peterson, but like, he, but he's still. I mean, he's still a top ten running back. Oh right, yeah. No, no he's definitely. That's why I even mentioned it in our group. I was like, "Would you kick the tires on him for a right price?" Yeah. It's like, yeah. like he's not bad. Well, and um, you know, uh, a few of us, and we talked about it on on the show. Uh, you know, a few of us were dreaming of bringing Saquon Barkley into the group. I wanted Saquon Barkley, and I, I did too, and Jim did too. Um, but you know, look at look at the Giants. They were like, no, nope, nobody's no, no, getting. And, him. and you know what they're going to do? They're going to franchise him again next year because they yeah. can. And, and Saquon's going to take it. Why? Because the market's not going to be out there for him at that point in his career. Because he's going to be twenty nine years old. And he gets a real chunk of change. I mean, it's like, it, you know, he's not going to be an idiot like did Bell. You, did you see how much money Austin <laughs> Eckler, like, makes? Austin Eckler makes about as much money as somebody working at McDonald's. <laughs> it's insane. Like, oh, his whole contract is all incentives. Yeah. Like, he has, like, almost no guaranteed money. Yeah. It's the stupidest thing I've ever seen. Yeah. And, and he's I, one of the best in the NFL. Oh, right. right. He, he went out, like, two days ago and was like, Somebody come get me. I will score you 20 <laughs> touchdowns. Just come come get me. I promise you you'll get 20 touchdowns. Who doesn't want 20 touchdowns? Right. Like cuz I'm making 1650 an hour with the San Diego Chargers <laughs> and I do not want to give them 20 touchdowns anymore. Yeah, so, you know, uh that it's it's the truth. You know, they they they're underappreciated uh you know and and getting the big deal it it just doesn't really happen that much anymore, um, and and the Giants uh, to their to their credit they were like we're gonna get this deal done with Daniel Jones before that franchise tag uh, period runs out and then we're gonna tag him and like you just said I I'm, I believe you he'll probably get tagged again next year because that's the simplest thing to do he is an example of a running back that wins games for you yeah you know and that's. That's what those early 
early running backs do. Justin Taylor, Jonathan Taylor, he wins. He wins games for yeah, you. He does. You know, Montgomery does not win games for no. you. It's like there's there there is a, and, a far and for that line. matter, Khalil Herbert's not going to win games for you. Either. No, Derrick Henry wins games for you. You yeah. can go through the, the the running backs that are out there that'll win games for you. But again. The Bears are in this cheat code. Well, and, the, and the Raiders, uh, you oh, know, John, Josh Jackson didn't even look that um, that great for the first few years. Jacobs. And he, J- Josh Jacobs, yeah. Well, yeah, because he was always hurt. Yeah. And he couldn't stay on. He was a fantasy football nightmare. He <laughs> effed so many people because he couldn't ever stay on the field. But now he has his contract here and... And good Jonathan for, Taylor was a nightmare for me last year. Yeah, well, yeah, Jonathan Taylor. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, but the Bears have this cheat code that that I've never seen another team have. I've never seen a team dump everything down to nothing like yeah. the Bears have. I've seen teams start over. I have never seen where you have no contracts on on the books. I've never never seen or just didn't pay attention to it, but. No, we he have, truly stripped it to the stuff. We have three to four years of front-loading contracts for players. Like, we're looking at a 10-year window of not having a bad contract. Yeah. The, the way the way it, it lays now. And it, and it really puts us in a position to where we can have rookies develop. Yeah. You know. It, it, which, is, which is what he's always said. Right. Build the team through the draft. That's what he's always said. And unlike the last guy, he actually is doing it. That's what he is. That's what he's focused on. But when he sees key pieces that are available at reasonable deals, that's like you said. He's going out and getting those, and he's not overspending, right? He, you know, those those deals that those uh, the that those top tackles got, they were enormous, enormous deals, way bigger than they they should have been. And those those teams are going to be hurting from those next year. Oh, right. And Pace has one of those phases that looks like I don't have any friends. <laughs> and so the only way that he can gain friends is by making a deal with them and then adding another pick. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, okay, so let's uh, finish going through the list here. So, um, so we, we have edge, three technique, right tackle, cornerback. His next on the list is center. And I think that center, you know, I'm, I'm with you. It's probably, they're going to probably move white hair there. Because um, the way I understand it is the, the coaching staff loves white hair. Um, he's really good uh, with the other players. Um, they do need that veteran presence. Uh, and, uh, you know, they can plug and, plug and play him right into that spot, right? Um, so I, it, but I, I wouldn't doubt it if we draft maybe, I mean, you know, another lineman is going to get drafted later in one of these later picks because we have two fourths, two fifths, and two sevens. Right. So, I mean, one of those is going to be a lineman as well. Um, the next one is nose tackle, which definitely, um, you know, that's what we have Justin Jones for right now. Um, and, and I liked that pickup, and I, and I still like him. Uh, he actually played more snaps on defense than any other player. Right. Um, and he played pretty well considering there was nothing around him to help oh, him. Oh, there was nothing around him. So, so you know, as long as that he's... That defense was putrid last year. Yeah, and, you know, it, maybe he just becomes a rotational player. That's fine. I'd love well, to be we, able to have him we, as a rotational player. We need player. warm bodies. We got, like, 22 spots right. to fill. So Right. And then uh, at the bottom of the list was receiver. 
So obviously, like we were saying, you know, receiver is going to be in there somewhere. Um, I don't think we need to go and spend pick nine on uh, Smith Jigba. Um, I mean, and he might turn out to be Dude, his for- super dynamic. He did his forty yesterday, and he ran. They said it was a between. The, what did I write? I, was it a four point five and a four, no? It was a four four seven. I think oh, four, it was a four four seven, and between a four four seven and four eight. Three or something like that, four eight five. It was somewhere in there. But four, four five four, I think. It was fast. <laughs> yeah, I mean, he's. It was faster than what everybody was saying that he's a yeah. slow, slow wide receiver. Yeah, he's he's fast. There's no doubt about it. Um, and he had that one incredibly brilliant year, like literally a well, Madden year. The Vikings, the Vikings are right now. That's one of the teams that he's being slated to go into. Yeah, see, Minnesota's got too many other holes. They can't go and do that. Not to mention, how does that look to Justin Jefferson if you go and spend another top pick on on receiver and you haven't even paid the best receiver in the I NFL yet? I don't even know how they're going to pay him. Yeah, I don't know how that's going to happen. Like, I mean, I, I would like to have that problem. <laughs> but <laughs> right. but not, I don't know how right. they're going to do it. Right. So, you know, I, I mean, I think that's a pretty good list. I think it... I, I think it um, uh, really hits it on the head the, the spots that are needed um you know one of the one of those spots in the middle would have been linebacker because right. we did you know our linebacker core last year was terrible i bet he <laughs> i bet i bet he has a cornerback in mind in the second round i, I, mean, I, I bet he does uh, vic morrow <laughs> whatever that guy's name was i mean our best looking linebacker uh, was was an undrafted free agent, right? Oh, so, defense was so, bad. so uh, you know, it, it, it's good that um, we've got that spot taken care of now. Uh, we don't have to. We don't. We don't have to address that. But yeah, of course, the, the defensive line. We, we'd hope that you know he's going to take two or three guys out of that group. For that group, right. right, I I think the whole draft should be offensive linemen and defensive linemen, and then we'll worry <laughs> about positional players at a later date. Yeah. So, um, so uh, Bears fans, uh, that's uh, that's uh, all the time we have. Uh, Matt, thanks a lot for coming on the show. Yeah, thanks for having me. It was fun. It actually went a lot faster than I thought it was, and I didn't swear really. Maybe <laughs> almost, but I forgot to mention that before the show. But you did a good job. No, uh, I, I, I we're um, uh, we'll we'll be back again uh, uh, next week, um, and in the next couple of weeks, uh, we're gonna look at having a special draft episode. So uh, maybe Matt will be back for that one. Um, we're going to try and do a roundtable kind of thing. Uh, our buddy Chris uh, down in Arizona will be uh, definitely tuning in. He's our local. He's our he's our draft guru above all. And um, uh, yeah, bear down, bear down. <laughs>